You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. What is good, ladies and gentlemen? It is the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. It is March 18th, 2021. We in the background are listening to the horrific occurrence that happened Friday night. The what seemed like the end of Joel Embiid's historic MVP run and the end of his season, honestly. It just it it uh I thought it was, I thought that was it. And I, I, I you know, that that gave me instant and I know I saw all the memes. It it was instant Carson Wentz just that's it. Like that's the end of the like, you know I, I the uh, very rarely do you uh, start to buy all in and start to believe. And, you, you know, I'm getting a little older now, but I start feeling like I did when I was, like, you know, a little kid getting excited like it's Christmas every time they play. The Eagles every week was like a celebration. We were going to blow a team out. Carson was going to go crazy. We were going we to win by probably 30, and the team was going to be sitting down by, by, you know, fourth quarter. They are blowing the Bears and Niners. I mean, I, I, you lose track of how many teams they were killing. In 2017, 20, yeah, 2017. So, it, you know, when you when you see when you see Joel go down like that, and it looked bad, man. He came down. I, I, I like it's hard to explain uh, via the via the form of audio, but you all saw it. The way that knee bent backwards is they call it a hyperextension, but and it seems like it was very similar to what he did against Portland. The um, the year, I think it was his first season when Colangelo was in, was in charge. The whole drama with him playing against the Houston Rockets while he had the torn meniscus. But the good thing about this is that it seems like no, no meniscus, no long term uh, lingering thing that will you know, like bother him or keep him out of, like uh, for a while. It's uh, you know, Rewoge reported. I believe the next more like not he you know he's so good, dude. You that's the only good thing about like you know the NBA and all that stuff and, and like needing to know information. If whatever you need to know, you're you're gonna find it out pretty quick because Woj is gonna he'll get his sources, he'll get the information, finds out that it's a uh, bone bruise, uh, you know, but pretty bad bone bruise, and uh, they're gonna reevaluate him in two weeks. So I mean that that's that's good news. You know, it's bad, you know, I, I'm kind of starting the show out of line because I, you know, usually like to go through the games. This wasn't necessarily the first game, but it doesn't really matter, you know, because this, this is the biggest thing that happened. So now the Sixers are lost without their, their MVP. I mean, that might screw him out of the MVP now. Unfortunately, I saw uh, Jokic already took over the uh, odds. I was being offered by FanDuel $100 for my $10 bet. For him to win the MVP, and now it's only, I believe, thirty-five. So I mean, it, that it didn't. Let's you know, let's be obvious here and say it didn't help. But it's not necessarily over. It depends on how quickly it, it he can come back. But and all, I mean, you know, it doesn't. That honestly, that doesn't really matter anymore. It, that was that was always just like gravy on you know the, the dessert, whatever you know. Use whatever poor food analogy you want. But that was just extra, and it you know. Now it's all about getting him back, and the good thing is we have a lot of time before the end of the season, and this team, it looks like the team we have out there is good enough to keep, at, you know, at the, at the very least, keep, keep the ship afloat, 
because they they have done more than their uh, fair share of you know winning this past week as we'll talk and a lot of it done without their you know number one player and a couple you know a couple games without Simmons so what uh what do we start with here let's let's just go into the Sixers let's talk about a few of the games from the past week Sixers opened up off the break they did not have Embiid or Simmons still because of the uh, the COVID barber. So, they go to Chicago and they absolutely cook the Bulls. They just start, they just, it was a, a thorough, like, you know, they were up seven and a half. And then they just took over in the fourth quarter with a 10-point ten, a ten differential in the fourth quarter. Toby does his thing. Uh, everyone kind of, I mean, Thibel, Thibel looked like he had a good game. Played a lot of minutes. Uh, I saw a lot of Thibel in the uh, in the Spurs game when I was there. It was a, uh, you know, it seemed... We'll talk a little bit about Thibault later. It seems like he is starting to come along, come into his own. He's starting to make the shot a little more, sh- like threes, and just you know, just being a little bit more of a like an offensive force. And I guess that's not the right word, but offense his offensive production is up. And I heard people saying that he's like untouchable, and I think that's you know people like to get a little. They don't really know how to classify it. It's he's not untouchable, but I'm not giving him away. He's I'm not seeking to trade Thibel the way I may have been trying to get rid of him before or whatever. You know, whatever you thought of him, his his stock is going up. He looks better and better in each of these games, and I'm not giving him away for nothing. He's not going to be an easy get from from us. You have you're going to have to you know we're going to have to get something big back. He's going to have to be a part of a package where we're getting a. I I don't like to put you know maybe a, a Levine or you know somebody like that. I I don't even know if I would include him in a Lowry trade because I I'm not still I'm still not all in on on giving up a lot for a guy who's only going to be here for a year and I don't want to feel tied to a guy. Like forced that we have to re-sign him and bring him back just because we gave him, uh, you know, we brought him here. He's 30, 34 or whatever, 35. He's an older guy. I'm not signing him to a two-year deal or whatever he's going to be looking for. I'm not. I'm I'm good on on a old on an old little guy in the NBA. I'm just not. I'm just not all. I'm, I don't want anything to do with that. So the Sixers win that game. The Bulls aren't really that good. So it, you know that doesn't really. Yeah, yeah, like this is just good to be surviving when you don't have your your two players and you're winning. Like that's that's just incredible. And then they're they're th- they're thriving. They're playing well. Tony Bradley goes off. He doesn't miss a shot from the field. Uh, Dwight Howard, eighteen and twelve. I mean, people just eat up Wendell Carter Jr. He that that guy is a trash can. Laurie Markin in this twenty three, but he stinks too. It's crazy, like, the Bulls have a, seems seemingly, like, not, like, a great nucleus, but they, like, it's, you would think on the surface they have a pretty good team, like, Kobe White, Zach Levine, Laurie Markkinen, Wendell Carter, Otto Porter, Daniel Gafford, like, Sadoransky, like, Garrett Temple, alright, so, you know, not a great team, but also not a team where you would think they get blown out by the Sixers without their two best players. You would think that they'd give us a little bit more of a game. They've given us a game in the past with with our players. So we got them, smoked them. Then we go Friday night against the Wizards. That's when uh, Embiid gets hurt in the third quarter. Still has 23 points. This was his first game back. Still no Simmons. And, uh, you know, I think I talked about, you know, that, that uh, they win the game. 
but you don't even. That's a twenty-six point win. They they thoroughly dominate the Wizards, and it, you just the whole night you're just sitting there thinking, is this it? This is this is the end of of all the things that I I that led me up to this point that led us up to, to this point as fans as a, as an entire organization. I mean, we we took Joel in as what well, he was a nineteen year old. Sat he sat for two seasons. People told us he was never gonna play. He was a bust. Why would you pick him? Big man back. All you you've heard it a million times, and I'm sure many of you out there sat there and defended him and told and told everyone. You'll see. You'll see. Look at this guy. We've never even seen him play. Once he gets out there on that floor, you will see. And ever since he's been out there on that floor, the, the haters and all those people who have gone away, it's been very quiet. You don't hear anything about the injury prone and none of that no more. But, you know. It's just sad, man. It's, it's, not, it's not the worst case, but it's just... You know, why does it have to be like this? It always seems like it has to be like this. Just grinding and maybe, maybe this is good for him though. He gets some rest. I I don't think so though. I try you try to look at the positive, but we had him rolling. He he was I mean he's in the best shape that he's ever been in. He's playing like 38, 40 minutes a night. Doesn't look tired at the end of games. So now you'll sit him out for two, maybe three weeks. Probably, I, I, I assume with the way Sixers, it's going to be somewhere in between three weeks and, and a month. That's that's what I think the the timeline will be because they'll reevaluate them. Then they'll, I think they'll try to ramp them up. I don't know, though. I just don't know. If the Sixers continue to keep it keep it going and, and win, some game, win some of these games that, you know, that they, they would probably lose in the past, then I, you, 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 there's no rush. To necessarily bring him back, and because and, and, it's all about the playoffs now, it's all about getting him ready, getting him in good shape to sustain the battle of the playoffs. And maybe, maybe a couple weeks here wouldn't be the worst thing to refresh the body and just get get him ready, get him ready for the long haul. Because we're gonna need him through all four rounds. We will need him to win the championship. This is not a Eagles uh, win situation. We cannot win. There is no Nick Foles. For Joel Embiid. That does not exist. That is a different game. And we need Joel Embiid. We need him bad man. So uh, prayers up for the big man. It was his birthday. uh, Wednesday night. Tuesday night. Yeah Tuesday night. So. Praying for you big guy. We need you back. We we uh, We need the heart and soul of our team. And I just need to not. I, I this is the very easy place for me as a sports fan to be in is in the the depths of depression and just sadness and ready for the the rug to be pulled out from under me because I'm I'm finally starting to buy in for this Sixer squad. I, I I believe that they can do it. I believe they're like like I've so I've talked about just a couple moves away from really being able to go at Brooklyn. And just make, make like have an all time classic series with them, and, and you know that 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 is as formidable as a foe as you're gonna find. And, and you know, yeah, you. I just want to may the best man win. That that's all I want. I want to see us at full strength, them at full strength, and let's see who's better. Let's see who the true beast of the East are. And I just hope I hope we we get back there, baby. So. 
enough with the negative. We move. Let's keep it moving. So Friday night they win. Now we're gonna come home for the first game in Philadelphia with fans. I happen to be in attendance. Got my Clockland. Didn't take the minus four. All right. I took Ben Simmons, fifteen points and Sixers win. And the man ended with fourteen points. All right. And he missed three free throws, and he goes to the line in the beginning of the game. He misses two consecutive free throws, okay? And then at the end, he goes to the line for two. He's got 13 points. He makes the first, and he front rims the second. And, I, man, I, I was heartbroken. Heartbroken, Ben. I needed you so bad, buddy. I'd have cashed out. We'd have been ready to go for this March Madness coming up. Nothing. Nope. I leave the I leave the uh, Wells Fargo Center feeling like I got I got my pockets run outside, feeling like I just I'm I'm chump change after we just won by like forty. But that's my fault. That ain't the Sixers' fault. Sixers win one thirty four to ninety nine, absolutely dominant throughout. Uh, you know, first and second quarter were a little closer. Uh, second quarter they started to you know get, at least get a, like get their footing. Third quarter they explode. Uh, yeah, it's a forty-six to twenty-one third quarter. I mean that's a twenty-five point difference. That's where they won the game. Fourth quarter was obsolete at that point. Just trying to pull the stats up here. Harris had twenty-three. Just getting buckets whenever he wanted to. Danny Green was making threes. Thibel was making threes. Corkmaz didn't miss. Thibel didn't miss. By the way. Uh, you know, Shake, who I've seen a lot of people are starting to sour on. He he didn't really. I mean, he didn't really. The thing was, like, if you didn't have a good game here, it didn't matter because you didn't need to. Like, you was kind of like over by the time it was time to turn it up. Dwight Howard, you know, like they everyone just did their thing. This is just a, another like kind of like that Bulls game where I like I was surprised that the Spurs are like that that bad. I thought that I really thought that they were a better team than than, than what what I saw, but. I mean, they're a seventh team in the West. They're going to make the playoffs. They didn't have DeMar DeRozan. They didn't have, uh, you know, they don't have LaMarcus Aldridge anymore. So, I mean, it's a, that's a, it's a pretty thin lineup for the Spurs. But, I mean, still, it's still an impressive victory nonetheless. Seth Curry's unreal. Seth Curry has been the addition, like, one of the best moves in, in recent memory for the Sixers. Or, or, like, you know, just Philadelphia history. I mean, you, you, you getting... Seth Curry for Josh Richardson is, is an absolute bona fide steal for a guy who can shoot absolutely shoot consistently because Josh Richardson can shoot, but like Seth Curry can or Seth Curry can really shoot. He's a legit shooter, not like a fake off the dribble. Like he Seth Curry can shoot anywhere, anytime, any place. Off the dribble, going left, going right, doesn't matter. Uh, Josh Richardson was a lot of fading, and it just seemed like it was way more wild, man, than. Than what Seth brings us, and we needed more of what Seth brings us, which is like a hybrid of JJ Redick and Josh Richardson, because like Seth can at least play a little bit of defense, but he's not, you know, like like I said though, he get, and it gives you the that that offensive game that JJ Redick had from from deep, but he's also able to dribble around screens, and you know we talked about it on here. If you if you listen, you know, all right, folks, we 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 get to the real shit every week. This is just what we do. We're 15 minutes in. We're, I'm still, I'm still hot. 
on the Sixers. All right, I got some hot takes. All right, you want you you don't it, listen. Roll the windows down in your car, bro. It, it could get hot in the hot box. I'm not I'm not kidding. Okay, I save the corniness for 16 minutes in. Sixers go to the Sixers go to the next game, which they get on Tuesday against the Knicks, 99-96. Uh, old fashioned, uh, old fashioned kind of '90s uh, defensive uh, drag them out game. There was a lot of, uh, a lot of, I would say like poor officiating, in my personal opinion. But you know, uh, what, what are you gonna do? Complain about you know, complain about that shit? Tobias Harris is the absolute uh, just closer for us. And he's an absolute killer when you get uh, uh, like a one on. You set a pick for him, and he gets the matchup that he wants. He he can absolutely he can kill guys now, man. And maybe he could have before, and, and Brett wasn't giving him that that opportunity. But he's doing it now. That's all. All I know is that man is well worth his money now. Danny Green has a fucking horrendous game the other night. I mean, one for ten. How many? I forget how many. Yeah, three turnovers. Like he hit. He has those games where it just seems like he, I don't know if he stayed out late to the night before or he just, like, he just doesn't have it that night. I, I don't know what the, the thing is or what the excuse is, but it's not good, dude. It, it is really bad every every single time. And I don't know what, like, what, <laughs> what, what, what do you do about it? Because you don't really have any, anyone. I mean, people have said start Korkmaz. I mean, Danny Green at least can play some defense. That that's the only that's the only thing that keeps him on the floor sometimes. Because sometimes his offensive game is so obsolete that it we need to get like it's, you're actually hurting the team. We need to get you off the floor, my friend. But the the you almost said the Eagles. The Sixers win that game. Uh, real close one, honestly. But but like I said, Tobias kind of just carried them down the stretch and just got bucket after bucket after bucket. And Seth Curry had another good game. 20 points. 4 for 7 from 3. Yeah, Toby 4. Like, they, they just had... Those two kind of carried the squad through. Were able to get the victory. Last night, Sixers lose to the Bucks, Snaps their 5-game losing streak. They're doing all this without Embiid, by the way. I mean, this goes without saying. Eh, uh, you know. I was, I was disappointed last night. They didn't really... The Sixers didn't really play well. Neither did the Bucks, but we really didn't play well. We're the better team. Milton has a better game, 15 points, 7 for 15. 13 to 15 from Howard. Simmons triple-double. He was in foul trouble towards the end of the game. It kind of hurt him not being able to guard Giannis. Tobias didn't really have a great game. Seth got hurt. Uh, I believe he bruised his tailbone and like sprained his left ankle. So that's an I mean just another injury to add to the uh to the docket to the long list. I mean not that long of a list. I mean it's it's only Embiid, but it, it, now you're losing you've lost two starters. We're it's starting to hurt now and trade deadline starting to creep up there folks. Uh I believe next week when we have when we have this conversation it'll probably be a like a a live sort of trade deadline situation honestly and i'll be curious to see what the team does i i, I don't i don't think anything I, I i don't think anything big but i also you know because they 
I mean, you can't really trade any rotation players because we need them right now. So maybe it's going to be a lot of picks. I saw Drummond is available. I doubt that that's going to be a move. P.J. Tucker just got traded. Myers Leonard just got traded after after his whole episode. So, I mean, there are moves happening, but we're we're just we're on the sidelines and we're we're not really you know involved. So now now the thing is, we'll be waiting on Curry updates. We'll be waiting on Embiid injury updates, which I'm sure by the time we talk next time, we'll, there won't be an update. It'll probably be status quo. But you know, I guess we can only hope. Sixers now are going to go. Uh, I believe, here we go, we got the schedule. So Saturday night, we got uh, at home against the Kings, which is a very winnable game, but also, you know, the Kings are live. Live dogs, that is. Then a back-to-back Sunday, we got we got to go up to New York and play the Knicks again. Then we're flying across the country to play the Warriors and then the Lakers. So we'll I'll be in there before you know. Then we got Lakers, Clippers, and like that's the whole West Coast trip that we were talking about, and that was going to be tough with Embiid. Without Embiid, man, we we might we're gonna, this is going to hurt. This is this is where I'm where we we might lose our one seed. Yeah, I mean we already have no room to to no room for error. I mean the Bucks are right there, and not not really worried about the first run, but it would be us losing that home home court advantage and. I mean, it's you know, it, it's a tough situation, but I'm not going to sit here and cry and complain. We, we're a very good team, and I, I you know, I, I look forward to seeing us battle and try to get a couple of these games out west. We can very, we can easily beat, we can beat the Warriors. Like the Warriors are not like the same that they were, but I'm just saying, like, going traveling across the country and then playing the next day, you know, like. I don't I don't really foresee that going that well. The Lakers game is going to be tough, but again, the Lakers are, you know, not really the that Lakers team that won the championship last year. Like without Anthony Davis, they're very beatable. So, some winnable games. I like to see how they do, but you know, it's not the end of the world if they don't get it done. But I will be mad. And I will have a comment on to the birds. So I don't really know if there's any news necessarily. Uh, all I know is, honestly, the thing I mainly wanted to say is like that I cannot believe how like quiet they are. They have not done anything, and we're like a whole. The league year is about to start in an hour or so. Maybe as soon as I download this thing, we'll find out. Well, you know, some moves that they're making. I saw they just signed some safety named Anthony Adams. They got rid of Alshon. I mean, they have no wide receivers anymore. So I, it's what? Well, yeah, I'm reading a Jason Lockham for article this morning that says that the you know. Deshaun Watson to the Eagles, crazier things have happened. I'm like, wh- like what are, what are we doing here? It, it is crazy to see how they haven't done anything so far. I mean, not that they really could. I mean, they finally just got under the uh, under the salary cap. The salary cap dropped like $17 million, which all these teams were just cutting people and trying to, you know, doing what they could. Bears tried to trade for Russell Wilson. They wound up getting Andy Dalton, so... I mean, we could be that, but you know, the Eagle, uh, the, the there has been no no noise, no movement, no nothing. 
on the, on the Eagles front. We haven't heard anything. I mean, they you know we've heard a couple names that they might be linked to. Couple, you know, like uh, what's his name, John Johnson the third, the one that used to play for the Rams. So he got signed by the Browns, I believe. It's a good move for. Uh, I don't know about him, but th- for them for sure, because he's a good player. Eagles also released Malik Jackson. They're off. They're trying to get you know Zach Ertz is now allowed to seek his own trade. I'm seeing here. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing a lot. Like I know uh, how he spoke this week, and so did Carson. I I am not involving myself at all. Okay, because there's still morons defending the, uh, Carson, and I'm not willing to sit here and say that. Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Laurie are great people either. I think, but all that's a whole cesspool that I have. I want nothing to be involved with. I am ridding my life of the unnecessary drama that I not bring upon uh, into the life, but you know, just sit there and try to view and observe. Why do this? All right, there's a reason I don't watch the reality TV shows and the Real Housewives. I just don't like the bickering, ladies. Why are we so mad at each other? Can we just be friends? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, birds have done nothing, and, and, and we haven't heard anything rumors-wise or anything, but I did just want, like, that's all, literally the only thing I wanted to say. Like, I, I just can't believe that they are not making any moves. Now, the, the, whatever the nonsense is with, you know, Watson, I, of course I'm all in. I, I w- that wouldn't surprise me either. There was a, a quote from one of the guys in there, like, now that you say it, like, you know, Howie hasn't been really quiet. That wouldn't surprise me at all. That's not, and... You know that's typical of the Eagles. You know they do have their their stuff is remains quiet until the league year starts. And then it's like you hear like the league year. It's like oh by the way, like Schefter has a story like right away. Like yo, the Eagles just did this. You're like what? Like how? Like that's it's been done and they like you know more of the Chip Kelly era, but like kind of when they traded for Bradford and got rid of Shady. Like that all happened like in, in the span of uh, a couple sec. You know whatever a couple you know hours whatever but it happened right at the at the dead you know at the beginning of the year you just couldn't think of it i couldn't think of the words right there but i got through it so you know birds that's more of a you know i think next week uh, we should have something to talk about eagles related i i I mean i really hope so but uh no guarantees here don't don't shoot the messenger if next week we're sitting here talking about how the eagles just signed uh you know, by Byron Pringle or something like that. I know Pringle just got tendered by the uh, Chiefs. We can't even get. Uh, you know, we're we're in trouble. I I think it's going to be more of. Uh, we always knew it was going to be the draft, but the draft is not going to fix all of the uh, problems that this team has going on. So uh, you know, and I'm sure trading for Watson wouldn't get it done either. But hell, it would be more exciting, wouldn't it? I don't know how many picks you'd have to go up and whatnot, but. And I, 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 it's crazy to see Wilson, like they, they, they want to trade, like Wilson wants to get traded, but they, and they don't like Wilson, but they're basically like, we don't want to give him up because we don't feel like looking for a new quarterback, which is kind of, you know, it's kind of crazy, but I mean, maybe if you gave him a Jalen Hurts or something like that, I mean, you know, if they think of a certain thing, I mean, Jalen Hurts and uh, Russell Wilson are, had you know, their, their comparison is not you know that similar, but it's you know they they they're both mobile quarterbacks. So I mean, maybe maybe he fits right in. Maybe he, he runs the system the way Pete wants it to be run. Because there's obviously some drama there, but I don't know. Maybe the you know 
I, I don't I refuse to believe anything the Eagles say. If the Eagles have said that they're gonna try and build around Jalen Hurts, that to me means they just said the same thing they were gonna try and fix Carson Wentz. You know, you saw how long that lasted. So we will see. A little bit of Phil's talk. Odubel continues to rake, which is not good. Not good for uh, the the Phils and the players just having to, for the, the PR element of it, just having to sit there and answer these questions about him all the time. Because I honestly haven't, I mean, I, I haven't really looked for it because I, I don't give a fuck what he has to say, but, like, I haven't heard Odubel talk and kind of explain what, what went down or what went on. Uh, again, I haven't looked for it, but, I mean, uh, you know, if someone wants to get, hit me up and let me know what the guy has said, uh, you know, I mean, he is raking, but it's it's crazy that, like, guys like Bryce Harper and Girardi have to sit there and explain, like, well, he's on the team, the rules of the major league, you know, like, and that should just be, like, I don't know. It seems like there should be a better system for this than it basically being thrown on the players and, and the staff and the guys who are actually making the decisions for this, you know, aren't saying anything. And like I've said multiple times on this on this podcast, it, it has a lot to do with the rules of the Major League Baseball, which that, that seems like that could be a problem that you can't be released for things off the field. You know, that, that sounds crazy to me. That you could like kill someone, but they're still like, hey man, he you know he he still can hit the ball. Like there's levels to it, man. I mean, you know, you can argue whether or not there should be a path for back for guys like Odubel, but I think if you're you sign the guy to a, a contract, a multi million dollar contract, and then he does something nefarious, I think I should have the right now that he breached the contract and say, hey man, you're making my organization look bad. You're making my team look bad. You gotta go. And you're being suspended for a whole year and whatnot, and I, I you're still in their contract with me. I, I this shouldn't be my problem. I should be able to cut ties with you because I didn't sign you to beat your girlfriend. I signed you to play baseball. And once you're make you know you're doing other things other than playing baseball, making me look bad, making the team look bad. More importantly, you know, then that's when it's a problem. No one, no one in this cares anything about the the girlfriend who got you know was abused and, and physically, you know, assaulted. And that's that's the shame in probably all of this, but it's just a, a awful situation to be involved in. And we're and we're coming down to the to the stretch here and it looks like that guy is going to be the starting center fielder on opening day. And it seems like the the thought process behind it is just basically we're we as fan a fan base are just going to have to get over it because the the team has made the decision they're they're gonna it looks like they're gonna roll with him they don't have much of a choice they have to roll with him you know under the rules and everything we just talked about so it, it looks like something we're gonna have to to wrap our heads around and. You know, either accept or continue to try to push back on it, but it doesn't look like the pushback really matters to them because they it's been a topic. It hasn't been a big story because it's kind of spring training. I have a feeling it's going to uh, not 
not like blow up, but more, you know, it's going to get a little hotter towards the, when the regular season starts and uh, the mainstream more of Philly media starts to pick it up and realize, wow, this guy actually did make the team. Like the, now, right now, it's kind of just a possibility, but once it's a reality, I think it'll be more of a situation per se. So moving on, Flyers got smoked 9 nothing last night. All right, on the UFC. So Bilal Muhammad and Leon Edwards was the main event from this past week, which was a very exciting uh, main event. It was exciting to see Leon Edwards come back uh, after the, almost a the two-year layoff since beating RDA. And Bilal is a exciting up-and-coming fighter who has shown he's game, man. He's ready to go whenever, wherever. He's ready wherever the fight goes. And the fight ends in the second round via accidental eye poke. It was ruled no contest. Uh, basically, it's like the fight never happened. Leon Edwards, Bilal Muhammad ends in, in you know in, in just not really controversy, but just kind of just disappointment that you know now Leon Edwards is calling for a title shot when he knows uh, don't wait, stop just we did this already, man. Like why why are you doing this again? You are in no way worthy of a title shot. If you weren't worthy of a title shot before this fight, you are in, in no way worthy of the title shot after the fight. You the, 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 you didn't win. Nothing happened. You poked the guy in the eye three times during the first uh, five minutes and eighteen seconds of the fight. So I I, I just don't I don't want to hear I don't want to hear how he's been like he's being wronged in this situation like. He brought he. It's the same thing as the Peter Young. He brought this upon himself. He didn't necessarily. He didn't cheat the same way. It's not as egregious. But eye pokes are a part of the. Like he literally warned him to stop. But every time he was going to kick, he was pushing his. You're not seeing what I'm doing. I'm acting like you guys are watching. He's he would poke his fingers out towards his opponent, and like in a pushing off manner. But I mean, he got his thumb right in his eye. You can see the picture on. Dana White's or anyone's uh, Instagram. It was pretty ugly, pretty gnarly. And you saw his eye afterwards blew up. And you knew right away when it happened that it, the fight was over. You can just tell different eye pokes when that guy reacted. He is like, it was a reaction of like, fuck, I can't see sort of thing. Like a panic sort of reaction that any of us would have if something that serious happened to us. Because it's, you know, getting punched and all that, I'm sure they would tell you is way better than like something like that happening to your eye. I, I couldn't imagine. I, I played in a basketball game one time in a, in a men's league where oh, a kid on our team, shout out to Bryce, like went for, went for the ball but like kind of like got his finger in his eye and like almost like pulled his eye out of his head. Like it was crazy. And like the reaction to that guy, that guy lost his mind. Like he was like screaming at like and and not even like a unjustified reaction like that's that's how i would react like cause it's probably like the ho- a horrifying feeling of just like oh my god I, like where your your vision probably goes blurry or blind for a second where you're just like oh my god i'm done i'm done like that's it like fuck i fucked up man like you know that, that i'm sure that's just the crazy thought process going on in your head when that first instinct like initially happens so, you know, I'm just glad Bilal's fine and he's going to be able to, you know, like fight again. What what Leon Leon Edwards and what what's next for him? It's got to be one of the number 1 contenders. It's got to be Colby Covington or Gilbert Burns or even Wonderboy Thompson. It's got to be somebody though. You have to go out there and prove yourself again. The rankings would tell you it's Leon and Colby would be the would be the best. And then I would say probably like Gilbert and Wonderboy. 
That would be my personal matchmaking. Uh, I saw somebody say Kiesa and Wonder Boy. I don't want. I don't see how that makes much sense. Just because I think Wonder Boy would have his way with him on the feet and be able to keep him off of him, but Kiesa is a very good grappler. I've just seen his hands are not very good. Magny was 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 going to town on him. Not necessarily going to town on him. He lost the fight, but. On the feet, I, like when I was watching that fight, I was begging Kiesa, please, please get this to the ground. Because I think I had Kiesa, a little a little monetary wager on Kiesa that night. So I was like, please get this thing to the ground, man. Uh, co-main was Ryan Spann and Misha Serkinov. Uh, Ryan Spann took took care of him easily, knocked him down a few times, and then eventually finished him. Minute 11. A, a, a literal non-event. No, no con- like Not no contest, but you know what I mean. Danny Ige knocks out Gavin Tucker in 22 seconds. Anyone who listened to the last podcast, I got completely smoked. Any of these, like, e- 50K Ige, I should have known. That that's I'll tell you after the fights, I should have known. Davey Grant knocking out Jonathan Martinez. What a joke. I mean, that's plus, like, two... Well, 240, I hope you listened to my advice when I didn't listen to my advice and taken Davey Grant because that's that's a fat number and I should have known. One I was most mad about was Manel Kopp. He loses a split decision, a fight he probably won, but he again, he probably didn't deserve to win because he didn't do enough. So we're out on Manel Kopp. We're not giving him any more support. That's 0-2 in the UFC. I'd be surprised if, you know, wouldn't be surprised if they cut him. I just, you know, how can you continually get into these fights and you lost the last one via decision by standing in front of the guy, walking the guy down, but not really doing anything. And then in this fight, we pretty much do the same thing and we let the other guy, you know, not not date, like just stay in these fights. Like it seems like he has the the power, well, not the, even the power, but just like the, the, the game to put people down and put, put them out. But he never really pushes the pace on people or, or tries to see, you know, like, I want to see where, like, other people's cardio is at. But I, he is just very um, content with staying on the feet and just having a little point fight that it seems like he loses. Because I don't really know if he knows the game. I don't know, like, I know, obviously he knows the game, but it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. His, his fighting, uh, not style, but just his, his game plans. Just how he implements them during the fight. So Eric, Eric, your boy Anders, and Darren the Dennis Stewart ends in a no contest. Illegal knee up against the fence. Stupid because Anders had him finished pretty much. All he had to do was just rain down the punches uh, up along the fence and it was probably over. But that's a no go. No contest. Uh, Angela Hill wins unanimous decision. Uh, just dominates Yoder. Yoder didn't really have much for her until kind of the end. She tried to wrestle a little bit but it was too late uh charles jordan he eventually finishes rojo in the last 30 seconds of the fight uh just this was not a good card uh, for especially for the gambling because there's a lot of favorites that won uh ronnie yaha other than davy grant of course which is the one i didn't i didn't fucking bet it's killing me still to this you know till this second uh ronnie yaha beats ray rodriguez who is ray rodriguez is uh, it seems like a doormat since he's been entered in the UFC. He doesn't really have uh, much skill on on the ground uh, for, the, for the most part. I mean, he can bang on the feet, but once people start taking him down, it seems like it's a uh, seems like it's a law. He's lost down there. Uh, Nazrat Hakparas wins a uh, pretty unanimous decision. Uh, a couple twenty nine twenty eights in there, but 
Uh, Manny Gaslam did his thing. J.J. Aldrich was the only bet I won all night. She wins a split decision. Uh, you know, Jin Yu Frey wins. Uh, and Semmelsberger. I forgot about Semmelsberger. Knocks the guy out in 16 seconds to start the night. So, those are the picks. Those those were the picks, and they got smoked. This week, we got Kevin Holland and Derek Brunson. Now, boy, I'm excited for this one. Absolute middleweight banger here, dude. And this is the kind of fight that you would see on a, a pay-per-view, uh, like co-main sort of situation, that you you should feel lucky that you're able to watch this for free, for the most part, six ninety nine or something like that for ESPN Plus. That you'll get to see a absolute barn burner. So we got number seven versus number ten. Brunson just beat Edmund Shabazian. Kevin Holland just beat uh, Jacare Souza, who is no longer in the rankings, but. Uh, it, by you know he is 100 percent uh you know a bona fide stud you know like absolute gatekeeper been there done that in every situation brunson's been in there with some of the very best you know adesanya to to just mention one you know i mean so this is a true test for holland and the number on we are looking on uh for the record bjpen.com so, I mean, he's getting them from via MMA odds breaker. So, I mean, I imagine these odds are somewhere close to what FanDuel, DraftKings, and whatnot could potentially be offering you. So, we got Brunson minus 120. We got Kevin Holland plus 100. I'm going Kevin Holland. Kevin, I, Kevin Holland has proved me wrong time and time again. I saw him go, uh, I believe, the full distance with... I want to say Tiago Santos, and he was in the fight the whole time. Yeah, Tiago Santos, UFC 227, and his only other loss was he got submitted by Brendan Allen, Reyes Weidman, which is pretty crazy because Brendan Allen, Brendan Allen's good, but he, you know, you would not think of him beating Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland is is now starting to come into his own, so I, I'm expecting a an incredible performance from from Kevin Holland. I mean. I'm just all in, man. I, I love him. I'm a fan, so I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you people and, and tell you that I'm not biased. Brunson's on a three fight win streak. He lost to Sosa. He got TKO'd by Sosa. He got knocked out by Izzy. But those those are both in 2018. Now, all this was a long time ago. Knocked out, or he lost to Anderson Silva in 2008 or 2017 at UFC 208, which was headlined by Holly Holm and Jermaine Durandame. That's why I don't remember anything that happened that night. Because why the fuck would I? I was probably blackout drunk in order to get myself to watch that thing. <clears throat> anyway. We'll go Holland. We got Gregor Gillespie and Brad Riddell. We'll probably go Gillespie. Trevin Giles and Roman Dolodidze. I believe I'm butchering that man's name. This Giles fight is tough. The Giles Dolodice fight. I I don't I couldn't tell you folks who I'm leaning towards. This one is a total up in the air. And you go and you look and you see what the odds are. Dolodice is minus one fifty on here. He's undefeated. He's eight zero, but Trevin Giles is thirteen and two. So uh, it's you know 
when you're eight and zero, you may not have seen the same. You know, this guy has however many fights. What's that? Seven more fights than you. Boy, I, you got to consider all that stuff when when you know when factoring it all in. But I'm gonna go. Give me Doladice. Ah, you know, no, I'm not giving you a pick, but I'm leaning. I'm leaving Doladice. Dietze or whatever. However the fuck, man. God damn it. And Trevin Giles. He's a good... He's great, but, you know... I don't know, man. That's just such a... like. Uh, that's just... Uh, now, pick, pick your pick your poison. Whoever the underdog... And he's a fat underdog. If Giles is probably like plus 160, 150 by the time the fight goes off, then I'll probably pick him. Uh, Dole Dietze was... They got in a split decision last time that I was not impressed in. But I don't like to, like, I, I find myself like, oh, he didn't look good in his last fight. Then I, I fade him, and he looks great in the next fight. It's like, yeah, because he thought the same thing, dude. I looked shitty in the last fight. I'm going to make sure I look good, you know, that I'm in better shape, and I just fight better this time. So, Max Payne Griffin, Song Kanong. I lean Kanong here just because I think Griff, Griffin has been in so many fights that he not only has gotten screwed but not done enough to win. Uh, Grant Dawson and Leandro uh, Santos, that is a good fight, but it's tough to tell you who I am leaning towards. Probably Grant Dawson. Grant Dawson is a is a tough, tough fighter, and where is this fight? I, I, I'd like to know what the weight class is. I don't have it in front of me, but I would imagine it's 155. Yeah, it says here he's 150, but I imagine this is a 155 fight. Yeah, Leandro Santos is a 155-er. Uh, Santos has won 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Six f- fights in a row, and then there was a draw. I mean, he's on a ridiculous win streak. And his last fight was Usman versus Masvidal. He, re- he beat Roman Bogatov. He beat Stephen Ray. He beat Kevin Lee. Beat Kevin Lee the night of the uh, McGregor Aldo fight. So, I mean, wow. Okay, so that's the problem. So it's twenty nineteen, and then he, didn't, he hadn't fought since sixteen. Interesting. So maybe maybe you go with Grant Dawson just based off of the uh, activity. Although we were doing that last week on, on the yeah, what's it called fight? The um, uh, fuck. Why can't I think of it? Leon Edwards and Bilal. Leon had been out. Bilal had been fighting all the time, and you know. We're trying to get in there. Uh, I'm probably I'm going to go Grant Dawson here. That the, the numbers right. Dawson is very much uh, a game legit prospect, and I'm I'm going to pick. I'm I'm going uh, Grant Dawson. Eh, I wouldn't pay, I wouldn't really wouldn't play a prop, but if you were probably KO is your best bet. I mean Santos looks like a fucking beast, dude. He hasn't lost in forever, but who you know, who knows. Uh, Bruno Silva, JP Buys, Cheyenne Buys, I think is her name. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not messing with that fight. And uh, fight, you know, wager wise, that's probably it, folks. This is another dud until you get to the main event, or until you get to the main card. Tied to Avasa, you know, you're gonna get guys like that. So, I, they don't even have Tuivasa on the uh, on the wagering thing. So maybe that fight got canceled. It's possible, and possible that. You know, the, all these different MMA websites and information shits, they have so much different shit going on that they, you know, it's hard to keep up. They have so many fights on this thing that, you know, might not even be happening. So, folks, check out on check me out on the, on the Twitter. 
you know, if you want the the live picks or you got more questions about picks, uh, hot at Hot Take Hotbox or at Matt McSweeney, I'll have any you know any information I can give you. I'll help you out with, man, because I, I you know we all we all have basically no idea what we're talking about. We're all just trying to figure this thing out. So, with that said, folks, it has been it's my my pleasure. Uh, and I'll see you next week. Hopefully, we have more Sixers Eagles. Hopefully we just we we hopefully one of those teams has acquired a player that I'm excited about. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much.